Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. What an amazing test match. As fans of cricket, you couldn't have asked for much more. Again, going down to the wire. There's been a lot of chat about 2005 and, and that super close test there where Australia just fell short. And it looked like there was a good chance of that happening in this one. Probably a lot further short than, than that two-run loss back then. But uh, yeah, an amazing finish, an amazing close win for the Australians, which doesn't happen too often. You usually see Australians sort of dominate you know, pretty comfortably, win by 100, win by a couple hundred there. Sometimes not have to bat a second time. So to, to win in England when your backs are against the wall, especially losing a, a few of those wickets, a few of the key wickets for the most part, Needing 55 runs between Cummins and Lyon, and then if needed, Hazelwood was uh, an, an incredible finish there. So we need to give our props first to, to some of the, the players in this game that, that were incredible. And we'll start with the Australians. And player of the match there was was he with the 141 and the 65. He actually batted on every day of this test match. So that is crazy. I think he faced a combined 500 and... 10 balls? Yeah, about 510, 515 balls, which was absolutely incredible uh, to pick up his you know, over 200 runs there. So massive, massive work from Uzi with the bat. He did carry the Aussie batsman, as well as Pat Cummins. So we obviously have to give him his props. He didn't bowl amazingly in that first innings, batted really well, got a, got a bunch of runs there at 38 and, and really helped the Australians get to a good total there, get close to the English total, batting with Alex Carey there. And, yeah, the four wickets in the second innings was immense. He bowled amazing. To then come out and hit 44 off 73, uh, batting with, you know, both Alec Cherry, a little bit with with Kawaja there before he got out, and then Lyon as well. He's the third guy on our list, Nathan Lyon. So the experience and the, you know, there's obviously some age between them. Kawaja, Cummins, Lyon. Cummins and Lyon have played, I think, just 10 years now. They've, they've got together. So to, to win a match like that with an awesome partnership, they you, know, you could tell their elation. They absolutely loved it. And how much it meant to all of the Aussies. So uh, Nathan Lyon is the is the third guy on this list, and yeah, they're all pretty equal, I'd say, in terms of their importance. It, it does tend to go to the batsman, who yeah, the, the man of the match, which you, you probably uh, would be well aware of. It seems to go that way. If if someone you know gets an eighty five or something, they'll get the the man of the match before a forfa in a, in a one day or something like that. So. Um, yeah, that's where Aussie got it. But I think Nathan Lyon was equally as important as both Pat Cummins and also Kawaja 
got four for in both innings on a wicket that was doing a little bit, but you know, it's England. It's, it's not, you're not playing in India or, um, yeah, even, even Australia for the most part, you know, line can, can do, usually do a little bit better, but, um, yeah, amazing PM two forfers and this 16 not out was uh, monumental in, in getting the win for the Australians on the English side. I think, you know, Stuart, Stuart Broad stands out for, for the bowling. You did see uh, Ollie Robertson get a bunch of wickets as well, but I just don't feel like he was as damaging as what Broad was. So, you know, hats off to Broad with, um, you know, he couldn't do much more. He had three for 60-odd off 21 in, in both of them. I think 63 and 66 were the, the two run totals. So he was great. And then obviously Joe Root with his batting, 118 not out. In the first one, 46 and out. And it was a very pivotal moment, moment in that second innings. So let's talk about that now as, as an overall the decision to declare on day one did prove pivotal in the end. Look, if England won, you'd be like, okay, it was a, it was a great decision and yeah, whatever. But they didn't. So there's going to be some scrutiny for it. And, you know, when you've got, you know, a, a guy like Joe Root, one of the best batsmen in the world, he was incredible in this test match on 118 and, you know, batting with Ollie Robertson, who was on 17 and, and definitely looks like from the second innings that he can bat that, uh, yeah, on 17 off 31, very much in and, and ready to you know smash the ball around. Even if they did t- decide to clear after that six overs, they could likely have got 30 or 40 in that time, just going nuts. And if they got out, then they got out. Um, and yeah, th- those runs in the first innings obviously proved piv- pivotal there. Their runs in the second innings, as I said yesterday, I feel like they just were probably 40 or 50 short. Ended up that it almost wasn't too short, but uh, it was in the end, obviously, with the 55-run the stand. But yeah, you know, every chance that the boys could have got out there at the end, but, you know, leaving 40 or 50 behind uh, with a few of their really rash shots that I felt in that second innings, I think you obviously helped hurt the English there. Um, and that's, you know, a few things that they'll, they'll look at. There's obviously, there's basketball against some slightly lesser quality teams. You'd have to say that Australian, obviously the, the best team in the, in the world right now, um, you know, it can work in, in different ways against different teams and they'll have to go back and uh, you know, sit down and have a, have a look at their their tactics and their and their plans there. And, and obviously, for the most part, I think it, it's a really good strategy to be fairly aggressive. For the most part, they were really aggressive along the ground. They just didn't let opposing teams, being Australia in this case, settle in, bowl their lines and lengths. It actually threw them off for the most part. I feel like you know Scotty didn't bowl his best. You know Hazy was was all right in his return, and and that that could be a mixture of just him not playing in a, in a good while, and also you know the way that England were playing. Uh, Pat, I think, was thrown off a little bit in the first innings. Second innings, he was like, "Nah, I'm, I'm, I'm the best bowler here. Um, I'm gonna, do, I'm gonna bowl to my plans and do my thing." I think Lyon wasn't faced. I think he bowled very similarly, but um, I just think some of the the decision making needs to improve because you, I think you can get away with it against some teams. You know, maybe the fifth or sixth best nation in the world, but against Australia, you, it's very much seen that you know tactically, for the most part, in the field and stuff like that, that the English did really well. You have to you have to say that because the Australians there for the for the majority of them, apart from like Pat Cummins bowling a couple of good balls from Lyon, for the most part, the English were getting themselves out in that second second inning. So you can't say tactically it was anything Australia were doing. They were just trying to bowl to their plans and get wickets. It was uh yeah, on the on the English for, for making some of those mistakes there. So you say a lot of tactically in the field and stuff that the English were pretty good, but Australia's quality across the across the park was the, the big winner in this test match and why they got this win. Um, just, you know, the multitude of batsmen that they can employ that can come out and, and do a great job. And obviously their bowling attack is, is second to none. So, yeah, the big thing here is that Australia's two best batsmen, well, the two best batsmen in the world, 
apart from Kawaja, let's say, and then Travis Head, he's, he's up there as well. But, you know, average-wise, the two best batsmen in, in Marnus and Smith, they picked up 19 runs in the second innings, and they picked up 16 together in the first. So to get the win with your two best batsmen in the world, not scoring any runs, basically, is so good to see. And exactly what the Australians would go into the, to the change rooms, go into next test, going, well, our two best batsmen didn't even score runs, and we were still able to win in other ways. So the confidence that will be built from that is absolutely incredible. And it sounds like I was just listening to the... Uh... Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details little post-game interview with Lyon and then Pat Cummins as well. And Lyon was talking about Pat and how cool, calm and collected he was out there. He was like, you know, Lyon came out to bat. It seems like he's very much a nervous wreck when he's, he's off watching. He's trying to hide in the corner, trying to sleep or just trying to get away from the action because he um, gets sick or whatever whatever happens to him. But he comes out and Pat goes, we've scored, we've had a 50 partnership before. Let's just go out and do it again. And he said that really helped, you know, calm him down a little bit and be like, okay, yeah, we're poss- possibly we can do this. And, that's exactly what happened. And they, they really took it to them a, a little bit before they took the new ball. So that was the other thing that at the time was like, oh, maybe they should be taking the new ball. The, the new ball was available and they, they continued to bowl Joe Root. They had brought on there for a few overs before taking the new ball. Um, and, you know, a few boundaries were there. But I think that was just mainly because Pat was like, well, Joe Root with an older ball, um, spinning a ball into me is going to be my best chance of scoring some runs. So we get a couple of sixes off him there, a couple of boundaries, and, and that obviously helped get you know, his innings kick-started there. There was a drop catch from, from Stokesy there off uh, offline, which was a really tough one. But, yeah, you know, obviously he takes that. You'd, you'd likely think that uh, they'd win. I think it was about 30-odd to get when, when Lyon was dropped at that point. But, um, yeah, Lyon batted really, really well. Uh, Pat, obviously, as well. as a lot of just taking singles, rotating the strike and doing a good job. Let's go back to the start of the day with Uzi. Obviously, came into the day on 30-odd. And added another 30. So I was hoping that it was uh, Kawaja was going to be the one to, to come out and just bat the day and, and get the 100 and win. Turns out it was Cummins that could come out and, and finish the job. And it was obviously really needed. And I know Uzi would have been pretty upset with um, obviously getting out there. But uh, 65 for him. He chopped on. So did Cam Green. So Cam had one that kind of swung in a little bit, stayed low and seemed a little bit back in. Um, and then he chopped on. Again, probably that one lapse of concentration a little bit, I'd say, with Green and also Kawaja. Stokesy bowled the leg cutter to, to Kawaja. that kind of just, yeah, died died a little bit. It was pretty slow, uh, and he chopped on as well. So a little bit of unluckiness, but a little bit of just lack of concentration. For those two boys, I just wanted to point out I was really, really happy with how Cam Green batted. This is something, you know, his batting there in test matches is, is something that, we, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, he'll get there eventually. His bowling is what we need at the moment. But it turned out it was his batting that we needed more in this test match. He didn't bowl a lot. And, you know, that was a lot to do with the conditions. Um, and then 
you know, having three three right-handed quicks already. He's kind of good as that third right-handed quick when Stark's available. And I do think, just on that point of Stark, I think he will play next test match. And just remember, guys, all of these test matches are fairly close together. So you know, a lot of these bowlers, it's good to you know, have that fourth quick that they can rotate. Uh, obviously, tactically, in this case, I think it will be the move. But also, you know, a few of these bowlers, like Scott, have just played back-to-back test matches. Hazy's kind of getting back into his work. I think they'll pick Hazy again. I think Spoland will switch with Travis Head. But you know, his con- contribution with the bat as well, Scotty of 20, was very, very helpful. Uh, just to get things started, he came out on, what, 13 overnight and picked up another seven. So just get got things started a little bit before Travis Head had to come in. He got his 16. He looked you know, very aggressive and, and uh, yeah, ended up getting the, getting the 16. It was a pretty good ball there. It was hit, would hit the top of off for uh, Moen Ali getting good spin and bounce. Which was uh, which is strange to see the bounce anyway. But as I was saying with Camp, he just played really well down the line. He was very late in in his defence, not pushing at the ball at all. So that was a big win, and and that's why he was pretty annoyed when when he actually did chop on. Was that he did kind of play outside his body a little bit, outside his head, um, and yeah, a little bit further in front of his body, I should say, compared to how he'd been playing the majority of balls. He back foot punched really well for for a bunch of runs as well. Drove the ball a few times nicely. Um, yeah, he was one of the ones. I was, yeah, that 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 partnership there between Kawaja and Green was what I was watching before I got to, went to sleep. And when they went off for tea, I was like, yeah, I'm gonna get to sleep. Uh, I had watched the rest this morning, but yeah, I was very confident. I'd say it was it was slow going. There's a lot of singles, there's a lot of ones and twos and over. Slow going through that point. Um, yeah, Kawaja wasn't finding any luck getting any any boundaries at all there. But you know, Cam was kind of ticking it over, doing a good job. Got the 28, and obviously another contribution to that 38 that he got. In the first innings, Alex Carey came out and, and got the 20 off 50. He kind of got bogged down a little bit. He was scoring fairly quickly, and then it slowed down. Uh, and ended up, get, ended up getting caught and bowled by Root. Got dropped a little bit earlier when he was on uh, a few less runs. And uh, actually, Root dropped twice, I believe. He dropped Pat as well, um, just after the first Alex Carey one. But uh, a terrific caught and bowled eventually. And at that point, you would have thought, you know, with with Cummins and Lyon into the crease needing 55, that you know England were, were likely to win this test match. And, and this one will go down in folklore. This one is a massive, massive test. And if you're an Aussie fan, I think you'll see the finish to this. You'll see the scorecard to this a lot for the, for the rest of your lives. It's uh, just such an important one. And Pat said that it was his favourite win of his test career. And you know it's, it's just such an important one to win the first Ashes test match. Um, yeah, it, it doesn't come much better than that, other than like clinching. I'd say, you know, if it was two all or, you know, one all heading into the fifth test match and winning like that would, would top it for sure. But it's hard to for it to get much better than that. When you bowled super well yourself, got the four far in the second innings and then come out and get 44 when your backs are against the wall. It's exactly what you want. So, yeah, really the, the big thing out of this is that the, the experience and the age mattered here. So, at, you know, Pat playing for test, test cricket for 10 years, Lion being there for a long time. Obviously, you had Uzi uh, with the age, but obviously has played a lot of test cricket. Uh, we're able to step up and, you know, some some contributions from, from other players there. Um, and I definitely think a lot of them could play a lot better. Obviously, Marnus and Smithy, uh, Warner was okay. Obviously, the 36 helped in the second innings. But, you know, some of the bowlers, you know, Scotty um, and Hazy, you know, it could have been like Scotty wasn't his best at all. Hazy was all right, but coming back from his injury. So there's definitely some room for improvement for a lot of these guys as well. So I think they'll take that, um, you know, as, as, as a positive. And, you know, England are going to make their... Their adjustments as well. Uh, I think that you know this this innings here, the second one, it just shows that a lot of these guys getting in three forties in that one 
that's frustrating. And you have a 19, a 14, a 20, 19, and obviously some contributions by Ollie Stewart and Anderson in the back end it was very, very helpful. But you're looking at that first innings as well, and they had three bigger scores. So three, two 50s, uh, 61, a 78, and a 118. Um, that's more like what they needed in that second innings. Whereas, yeah, the Australians kind of accumulated and got there, but they did have that anchor in Uzi, which the, the uh, English didn't have in that second innings, which I think would have got them to a, a slightly high score around the three, 320 kind of number there. But uh, that's my review of this first test map, guys. I will be back for the second test. We'll preview that one beforehand. And, uh, and then we'll, uh, we'll go from there going through our daily reactions. I hope you enjoyed these five days. Let me know in the comments if you did enjoy the daily reactions and the analysis. And we'll catch you in the